Yo. <laughs> Thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Then again, if you're listening, you should know that by now. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can find this podcast just about anywhere. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Overcast FM, Google Play, YouTube, and of course, you can catch me on Facebook, facebook.com backslash, spell it out, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. You can catch me on Instagram, at 12KylePodcast. Catch me on Twitter, at 12KylePodcast, or you can follow me at 12Kyle, the number 12KYLE. So there's no reason not to subscribe to this podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the 44th president, a little politics, Barack Hussein Obama. So grab your popcorn, turn your speakers up, we're going to drop the theme music, and we're going to get this podcast cracking. And with that, I am back. Uh, As I mentioned at the top, I'm going to be talking about uh, President Obama. Uh, To be honest, when I sat down, I really wasn't sure as to what I was going to talk about because uh, I didn't have an idea for a podcast. And then I sat down and I thought about it. I was like, what was on my mind? And what was on my mind was the final days of the Obama administration. Uh, It's been eight years. Um. And I got very reflective. And I think a lot of us have been reflective over these past few few weeks and days and months, um, just reflecting on what has transpired, uh, not just with the new election, um, but also with the, you know, the election as well as the presidency of Barack Obama. Uh, I go back with President Obama back to the days when he was a senator. He spoke at the uh, DNC. Uh, in 2004, to be honest, I didn't know who he was. I just knew it was some, you know, light skinned guy on the TV screen talking. And so uh, I listened and he was charismatic. But, you know, if you had told me that night that, you know, he would one day become our president, I would have told you you were crazy. Uh, you know, there was always that notion, especially when I was coming up as a kid, that, you know, you could be anything that you wanted to be. Well, anything but president. So, you know, and you just because you just didn't dream that high. Um, but I voted for change. Uh, you know, he ran on the campaign of change. And yes, yes, we can. And um, I voted for change in, tw- in 2008 and I voted for change again in 2012. And I'm so glad that I did. Uh, I think really um, to understand my feelings toward Barack Obama and and what his presidency did, you have to kind of look at I go back to uh, something that was said. I think it was it had to be around. It had to be in in, in the last campaign, Um, excuse me, the previous campaign in in 2012 uh, when um, Mitt Romney was asking people, or at least part of his campaign slogan was, 
the Mitt Romney and, and, and Paul Ryan ticket said, you know, four years later, are you better off? And that was them asking the question in 2012. And I had to say, hell yeah, I was better off than I was in 2008. And I had to go back to how life was and what life was for me in 2008. In 2008, uh, as many of you know, or maybe some of you, well, actually, most of you probably don't know because you don't know me personally. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I had to go back to uh, my time. Uh, I am a, uh, a, a mortgage underwriter. I've been in the uh, mortgage business, man, probably about s- almost 17 years now. And I'd gotten out of the mortgage industry because I was just really fed up in, t- in 2007. I was like, man, I'm done. This is, you know, the, the mortgage industry had become the wild, wild west, if you will. I mean, like if you had a pulse, you could get a loan and, all, and subprime loans were big and, and nobody was following rules. And it was just it was crazy. So and this was the 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 tipping point for the. Uh, mortgage industry collapse. And I actually got out of the game, if you will, before the, the, the industry collapsed. So I saw it all crumble. And in, in 2008, I was like, man, I'm done. And I was doing something else. I was working at another place. And I was just like, I'm, I'm chill. I'm going to do this or whatever. And, you know, Obama goes into office and, you know, probably within his first 30, maybe 60 days, um, he puts out these initiatives to, you know, get people to refinance their homes. And, you know, these mortgage companies are like, OK, well, hey, we're getting people to refinance. We're going to need more underwriters. We're going to need more seasoned underwriters. Let's let's get some senior underwriters out here. And, you know, my phone started ringing. And the next thing I know, I'm, you know, con- I'm working a contract for Wells Fargo. And it was like one of the best things that happened because it got me back in the game. If I can I can unequivocally say that if Barack Obama had not been president, you know, things would have changed for me and subsequently for my family. Um, I got back in the game as far as the mortgage game. And what I got back into was, uh, you know, an industry that had that had been flipped upside down, an industry that now had rules and regulations and, you know, wasn't the wild, wild west anymore. Uh, credit restrictions were tight or tighter and rightfully so. Uh, and, and we saw the the industry bottom out as far as, uh, you know, the subprime loans and foreclosures and things of that nature. And that had to happen in order for the housing market to rebound. And, you know, I was a part of that and, and seeing that and watching that grow into something to what it is today and watching the stock market go. For, and, and I follow the stock market. I, mean, I have to. But um, watching the stock market go from being nothing to something. Uh, you know, that meant a lot. And I think really that I have to, you know, not just, you know, I, I mean, obviously I lean on my my, <laughs> my my skills as well as my marketing degree. But, um, you know, if it weren't for these initiatives, there's no way in the world I would be where I'm sitting today. Uh, so and subsequently, neither would my family be. And, 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 and it's 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 helped provide for a very nice life that I live. Um, you know, I'm not a slave to I'm just as much a slave to the dollar as anybody else is. Um, but I, I'm very thankful and appreciative of Barack Obama for what he did. Um, not just that. I just that that's just really my history with with President Obama. I, and, and again, I voted for him twice. And I think that his presidency, uh, first and foremost, I think one of the biggest things that, you know, when you look at his impact, um, I think just on a personal note, I think being able to turn the TV on every day 
or log into my computer every day and see this man carry himself with such style and grace. Uh, and then you also have to understand, too, that, you know, being on the financial side and understanding how financial markets work, I realized where we were as far as an economy, as the, where we were as an economy. I, I understood that in the just to really break it down in the most layman's of terms, um, you know, when Clinton, when Bill Clinton left office, you know, the economy was a Porsche. Uh, you know, it was running smooth. Everything was fine as far as the economy. There was a lot of stuff wrong in the country, but the economy was running fine. And he turned it over to George Bush. And George Bush, you know, in my opinion, messed it up. I mean, like by the time George Bush left after eight years and handed it over to Barack Obama, you know, it was no longer a Porsche. It was a hoopty. You know, it was sitting on blocks. You know, it needed a new engine. The carburetor was bad, needed a new transmission. I mean, like everything was wrong. And, you know, personally speaking, I voted for change, hoping that he would make changes and help you know, reestablish what the economy could be and bringing voter confidence back into what we could be better as a country. And he did that in spite of, you know, being blocked and, and you know, having roadblocks thrown at him in almost every form of fashion. Did he make mistakes? Of course he did. He's he's not perfect. I mean, crazy to think he is perfect. But um, I think he, he did a great job as far as making this economy rebound. And, and then, like I said, we voted again in 2012. Um, and if I could have voted for him again in 2016, I would have. Uh, I, I am very, very you know happy and elated to where I think we were. So it goes back to. So for me, I go back to, you know, the question that Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan posed uh, back in 2012, are you, you know, these years, in, in this case, eight years later, are you better off? Hell yeah, I'm better off. Um, I shudder to think as to what, you know, not just my job status or anything like that, but where this economy would be. Because as I mentioned back then, uh, foreclosures were at, were at a all time high. The low value of homes were, were low uh, credit. You know, like, I mean, you just it, it was there were so many obstacles and really to come in and 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 not just save this industry, but save the auto industry. And I mean, now, you know, at one point in time, you could you, you had a hard time buying cars. I mean, because people were just really afraid to spend their money in their disposable income because they knew that, you know, or at least they thought, well, hey, I don't want to spend my money because I could be getting laid off tomorrow. Um so, you know, if for me, I, I, I've watched these things just from a business perspective and watched the world change and watch this country change and watch this economy change. And then subsequently watch my personal life change as far as what I've been able to do and provide for my family. So for that measure alone, I am you know very, very happy and satisfied with the progress and the work that Barack Obama did uh, in spite of, um, you know, the detractors and the naysayers and the ones, you know, in Congress that, you know, stood in his way at every turn. And trust me, there's people that stood in his way at every turn. And then there was, you know, the asshole that even, you know, questioned whether or not he was born in the United States. I mean, let's just keep, let, I mean, let's, let me stop there for a second. And, and I, I really want to address this. I mean, where else in the world do you think that, you know, a guy who, 
Do you really, really think that a guy who wasn't born in the United States would be able to be the leader of the free world? That's not going to happen, especially someone who is black. I mean, let's just keep it real. That's not going to happen. And, you know, so it's it's funny that, you know, this this clown spent, you know, a year and some change, you know, trying to say, make lay claim to the fact that our president was not a U.S. born citizen, which we all know is not the case. Um, nevertheless, like I said, there 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 were some missteps. Uh, but overall, I mean, if, if I had to grade him, I'd give him a, give him an A. And I am very, you know, thrilled as to what he was able to do. But again, I think for me, one of the biggest impacts was to be able to turn on the television screen and see someone that looked like me, see someone who, you know, listened to the same music that I listened to, or understood my plight and understood where I was coming from, understood what it was like to, um, you know, go to college and understood what it's like to, you know, participate in neighborhood uh, community service projects and things of that nature. Uh, someone who, you know, who I could definitely relate to. And I think this was the first time in my life that I, I could see a political figure. I mean, because to be honest, I can't, I really, really can't identify with Jesse Jackson. I mean, that's what we had as black people when I was coming up, Jesse Jackson. There's no knock on Jesse. I'm not a fan of Jesse, never have been. But, you know, I can't relate to Jesse and Reverend Al and those cats. Um, with that being said, I think uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, not just watching him, but how he handled uh, our most difficult of crises with, with style and grace and, and, and a man of honor. Um, you know, and, and he, you know, he held it in. And, and I, I would love to sit down and talk to him and, you know, ask him about some of his best days and some of his worst days. And I know he's, he's often said that, you know, the toughest day that he had in office was um, the day that those, you know, 20 kids were killed uh, at Sandy Hook Elementary School. And I can only imagine, I know how I felt as a parent. I can only imagine how he felt as the leader of the free world. Um, but uh, his impact will be long reaching. Um, I think his legacy, I think his legacy is, is a tough thing to really kind of hold on to because legacy you tend to think of someone's legacy after they're gone a meaning like you know left the earth <laughs> but um and he's not doing that anytime soon um but i think he uh both he and, and first lady michelle obama who who is in, let me stop right there incredible we will never now I, i'm a firm believer that we, barack obama will not be the last president but we will never see a first lady that you know would fill with that kind of love and joy and beauty and intelligence and style and grace ever in the white house unless it's my daughter <laughs> i mean it'll never happen i mean i love michelle obama um their daughters uh i can only imagine you know growing and their daughters are the same ages as my sons um i can't imagine you know having their lives lives turned upside down i mean they didn't you know, they they just want mom and dad. They didn't ask to be in this bubble that they lived in for the last eight years. But I think they've handled it, uh, you know, as well as you could expect any child to handle it. And and then some. Um, but uh, First Lady Obama, I mean, she is just she is incredible. Um, but as far as President Obama's legacy, I think I think he will go down. And, and, and I will admit that there's a 
tremendous amount of love and respect that I have for the man. So, um, you know, so I'm biased, but I don't care. It's my podcast and you're listening. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) But um, I think his legacy, man, will be one that I think when it's all said and done, he will go down as one of the greatest presidents of all time. Um, The Affordable Health Care Act, just ensuring that, you know, millions of, 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 you know, United States citizens have have health care, you know, from taking down terrorists uh, to, you know, all of the things that he did. And I'm not going to run off his list of accomplishments. You know, you know what he did. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, man, I, I think it's been it's been a pleasure, man, for me to really just watch this man every day uh, and, and just, uh, you know, understand where we were and where we are now. And I, I think that's the thing that I will take with me as far as when I look at President Obama's legacy. Uh, you have to, and, and again, a lot of times I look at stuff from a business perspective because I'm so intertwined with uh, the financial markets or what have you. But if you look at where we were and, and compare that to where we are now, I mean, like, it's really, literally night and day. And you know, a lot of credit goes to him and his administration and, and the team of people that he put together. And I think he did a great job as, you know, surrounding his cabinet and, and putting people around him that, you know, were about, you know, the American people. And when you hear him talk, he always talks about the American people. Um, and I, I've heard some people and it's been some chatter and, you know, I might as well. And I'm going to address it right now in this podcast. Uh, I've heard black people say, well, you know, he didn't do enough for the brothers. He didn't do enough for the brothers. I mean, like, really? Really? How much did Ronald Reagan do for the brothers? How much did, you know, either of the Bushes do for the brothers? How much did Bill Clinton do for the brothers? Um, I think that we as men, I'm speaking as a black man, I think sometimes we as black people try to, at times, hold him to a different standard that we never held to anybody else. Is it just because he was black? Possibly. But at the same time, you have to understand how politics work. Um, He's the leader of the free world. So he's trying to help everybody, which includes black people. Um, But I I don't think that you expected him, if you expected him to get in office and, you know, just to make all of the rules and everything, all the laws benefit black people. um, Sorry, doesn't work that way. Um, With that being said, I think he did a lot, a lot. And if you ever question as to what he did for black people, look up his look, do your Google, go to Google, do your Google search. And just type it, type in his name and what he did for black people. Um, again, I think he he did a lot. And, and, and I've been accused as being an Obama apologist. I'm not an apologist. I'm, I'm a realist. And I will tell you, you know, where I thought he made mistakes at. Uh, but, you know, and again, he's human. I mean, like, show me somebody who doesn't make mistakes. But that being said, I thought he did an incredible job. And I don't know that. And what I would like to see going forward is that I I don't want to see a a lot of the progress that we made as a country uh, go backwards. Um, Generally, when there's a change in power, there is at least financially, there's a step back. Uh, You know, as much as I hate to say it, uh, 
under this new administration, I would not be surprised is if within two years we're back in another recession. And, uh, you know, hit President Obama's you know, administration helped us get out of one of the worst recessions that this country has ever seen. And, you know, due in part to a lot of the policies and procedures that were that were set forth by, you know, President Bush. Um, and God only knows what this next fool is going to do. Uh, with that being said, I think it's you have to look at it from a broad perspective. And I understand that everybody doesn't look at it from my perspective. Uh, but I ask myself, you know, am I better off eight years later? Of course I am. I'm 10 times better off than where I was. Um, and I think his his impact and his legacy, I think his legacy is something that, you know, we're going to you know help him define. And, and one of the great things that I love about President Obama is that I really believe the fact that, you know, when he said in his final address that he was still going to be out here uh, working for, you know, the American people. I truly believe that. Now, you know, if 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 it were me, I mean, I'd probably, you know, kick back and just chill for a couple of years and just, you know, vacation. And, and I understand he's got a child in school and, uh, you know, one going to college next year. Uh, so I get that. I'm sorry. She's not going. She's sitting out of school. She's sitting out of year, I think. Um, but yeah, I probably, and he's still going to live in DC. I think from what I understand where he's living in DC is only like a couple of miles from the white house. Um, so, you know, I, that's just me. I mean, if it was up to old 12, 12 would be somewhere, you know, on a beach, you know, in my speedos where no mosquitoes are at, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no speedos. That was a joke. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would definitely be chilling. I wouldn't be somewhere trying to fight, but but that's who he is. And, and again, I, I'm truly going to miss turning on the news uh, each and every night and seeing his face and seeing, you know, him talking about whatever it was he was talking. I mean, I, I, so many times I've t I tuned into uh, press conferences and things of that nature and became educated on stuff that, you know, even stuff that wasn't necessarily stuff that dealt with us firsthand right here in, in the United States. Um you know, I will always remember that photo from the uh, from the uh, White House of, you know, when they invaded and took out uh, uh, the I forgot the terrorist name. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Um, Saddam Hussein. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a it, it's it's I, I, it's kind of, it's really hard for me to put into words what I think. Um, his legacy is. I think his legacy will be incredible. Um, I think his legacy will be one that we will, we as a whole, um, I know most black people are really going to miss him. Most white people are really going to miss him, at least the, the black and white people that I know. Um, but I think he's his legacy will continue to grow. And I think He's going to be one of those presidents that it will really, really, really be appreciated in what he tried to do um, once he's out of office. And I think when you look at the landscape of the fact of who's coming behind him, um, he's really going to be missed because <laughs> there's no telling what these next four years are going to be. With that being said, I think, uh, you know, he's going to do everything that he can in his power uh, to continue to fight. And that's all that you can ask for. Um but I have, you know, because I 
won't have a chance or at least I haven't had a chance this thus far to talk to President Obama. Um, you know, I, I sent him an email, man, but I ain't hear back from him. So I was trying to get him on his podcast, man. But, you know, I know he's moving and stuff. And, you know, um, probably by the time most of you hear this podcast, he will be out of the White House. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I sent him an email. I tried to get him on. You know, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe we get him on another podcast. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm very, very thankful and appreciative of you know everything he's done for not just this country but you know more on a personal note for me so again i asked myself the same question that Mitt romney and uh, paul ryan asked uh eight years later are you better off and that's the question i kind of throw out to you the listeners um are you better off you know coming through the obama administration um you know some i would hope that most of you would say yes uh some of you it may not be the case um and I'm pretty sure that there may be a few of you listening that didn't vote for him at all. Um, and, you know, that's your prerogative. Uh, but for me, it, it's uh, it's bittersweet, you know, to see him leave. I'm glad that I got a chance to see him. I'm glad that my children, uh, all of them, uh, especially my youngest two, um, who at the time of this recording are 10 and 5, uh, you know, really, that's all that they've known as far as the president, you know what I mean? So that's, that's bugged out, you know, so now they'll get a taste, but you know, they're, they're, they'll be able to tell their kids and their grandkids that, you know, they have memories of president Obama. And so for me, that's, I think that says a lot. Uh, and that's something I think as we, as a people will carry on with us, uh, throughout our lifetimes. And I'm, Glad that, you know, I, I remember older, some of the older people when I was a kid saying, you know, there'll never be a black president. And I'm glad that I was old enough. And I'm glad that my 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 94 year old grandmother is still alive, was still alive to see that come to fruition. And I'm glad of everybody, you know, who didn't think that it would happen to see it happen and not just see it happen, but him see him come in and, and do the best job that he could in serving the American people. And being the example that he was uh, for all of us. And, and for that, I am thankful. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with a quick song. And, you know, want to thank you all for checking out the podcast. Uh, that's going to do it for me. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. I'll holler at you guys next time. Five G's. <laughs>